Hey y'all, um, I'm back again with this episode. Um, it's it can be very controversial, but I feel like it's a topic that should be discussed. Um, I'm entitling it "Black Parent Tyrant," and I called it that because I feel like a lot of times in the black community, our parents can be tyrants. I'm just gonna say it. You know, and, and let me, first off, let me just say that this is not saying all black parents, all right? I'm African-American, so I'm just going off of my experiences, my friends' experiences, um, what I've seen in my family, um, and, like, what I've seen on, like, just using examples of what I've seen on television or, you know, whatever the case is. What really sparked me to talk about this was I, I watched a clip of a conversation slash argument slash almost fight between Black China and her mom on Instagram. And then her mom said something that really, like, really baffled me. Um, she said, I don't care if your mother sold your P-word, you know, your cootie cat to the army, you still better respect her. And in my mind, I thought, Ma, look, I love you. And all, I mean, you gave, you you birthed me or whatever, but if you do that to me, I'm going to love you, respect you, whatever, from a distance. When I say a distance, that means I can forgive you for all you've done to me, but it's going to be a distance because you can't, respect is a two-way street at the end of the day. You cannot allow anybody to, to disrespect you, parents or not. And I feel like a lot of times that's how, you have so many black children growing up with depression or or anxiety. And, you know, instead of them getting help, they're either um, they're outcast about it or they're bullied about it. And, and yes, your, your parents can be bullies. I'm, I'm just going to put it on out there. You know, your parents can be your bullies instead of, you know, your supporters, instead of them being your damn cheerleaders. But it's just something we really need to talk about. And apparently, I guess July is like uh, Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'm going to speak on it. Um, from my own personal experience, I remember my mom always says this. You know, she says she loves to quote scripture for her convenience. So she'll say, you know, God says to honor your mother and your father so your days on this earth is long. And growing up, I would hear that verse so much. I'm like, okay, mom, I get it. God says to honor you. I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not doing anything you don't want me to do because I think a lot of times for parents, when you do something they don't want you to do, that equates to disrespect or dishonor. And it's not. It's to, At least in my opinion, it's not. But um, another thing is if you keep reading, I don't know what chapter it is off the top of my head, but if you keep reading a little bit further down, I know for a fact God says something like, you know, and parents love your kids and I think listen to them. I could be paraphrasing. I am paraphrasing the hell out of this. But anywho, it always, it was always like, that's her defense. Like, oh, uh, here's the Bible. And this is what God said. And I think it was been misinterpreted that if I'm disagreeing with you, I'm dishonoring you. And that's not the case at all. That's not it. To me, I think disrespect is, you know, using profanity or like cursing at, talking at, you know, or hell, you got some kids that hit their parents. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit my mom but I feel like that's disrespect or dishonor and I feel like that's what 
That's what being mentioned in the Bible. But as far as me not agreeing with you on a certain subject, that's not disrespect or dishonor at all, you know. And um, I feel like a lot of times black parents equate fear with respect. They think, oh, if you fear me, you respect me. No, if I fear you, I'm scared of you. That doesn't mean I respect you. It just means I'm scared of your ass. That's that's it. And that's why I think like today you have some parents who don't discipline their kids. They don't hit their kids because they don't want their kids to be afraid of them for one. And I mean, if you really think about it, what what does hitting resolve? Oh, my kids are scared of me. They respect me now. No, they're scared of you. That means if something happens to them, they're not going to want to talk to you. You know, I and I feel like parents should be that comfort zone for their children, no matter what. And I remember Steve Harvey on his show, I think this man had asked him how to discipline his daughter. And he flat out said it. He was like, I, I don't discipline them. I don't hit them because I don't want them to ever think or ever equate that with that's how a man shows love to a woman. Period. You know, although like, yeah, because if you think about it, a lot of times women do marry their fathers or they be or they're with their fathers, you know, and I feel like I've I know of a lot of females who they say, well, my if I said it, my dad, he'll slap the shit out of me. And then you look up there in an abusive relationship and then they dad ready to beat the, the dude up. Why are you ready to beat up the younger version of yourself? If she watched you hit her mother and her mother stays, she's going to do the same thing or, you know, or just be completely turned off by men. But that really, you know, stuck out to me because it made me think like further on down the line when I, you know, meet my husband, my future husband. Maybe he's listening to this. Who knows? But (laughs) when I meet him, we discuss kids and how to discipline them. You know, I will let him know I don't want you to put your hands on the girls, you know, but I think boys like, okay. So when I say whipping, I mean, like, I mean, like fucking you up, like a slap to the damn face. I feel like that's don't, don't slap nobody. Like slapping is, is so humiliating. Cause it's, it's your face, a slap or, you know, like, um, I've heard some people say their parents will beat their back, like slap their back. Don't do that. Or they legit, like, it's a full-on fight. It's a brawl. And it's, you just sitting there like, I have to defend myself from my parents. And I feel like that's a reflection of the parent. Because if you're being, if you're impatient, we all know kids are a handful. Well, those who have experience with kids. I'm the firstborn, so I've helped babysit numerous times. I know how kids can be. You know, I have a little brother. He's four. I know how, like, a lot of times I'm a very patient person, but sometimes I do get impatient, but I I know the woosah and to leave his little ass screaming in front of the TV and let me go take five minutes to just breathe, you know, but not everybody knows that. And a lot of times the quickest way to stop them from crying, quote unquote, or what, or to get them to listen to you is to hit them. But I'm like, that really doesn't solve anything because they're still crying, you know, and I feel like if you do something dramatic, 
drastic like something they're they're completely not going to want you to do like no kid especially these days wants their phone taken away hey if you don't behave yourself in the store right now i'm taking your phone away or like sometimes my mom would embarrass my sister she'll start yelling her name she's like okay such and such of this this school your teacher is such and such do you want your teacher to know this is how you act in the store and you know and she because she's embarrassed and that's without her having to put her hands on her now if um if a child is like about to get into some sort of get in harm's way and you like you grab them or you tap them, I can understand that. But a full on like I'm about to beat the living crap out of you, I feel like there that's not discipline, that's abuse. Um <laughs> that is legit abuse. And that's no way of instilling your children respect to respect you because they're afraid of you. And then there's also this other issue I feel like a lot of times what parents do is they put their life or their ideas of success and expectations on you as opposed to just making sure you're the person, a good a good person, you know, making sure that you're always like aware of your surroundings and you're passion, compassionate towards people. But um, and what I mean by that is like, okay, so I love music. I really do. I've, I've, my mom's a writer. I'm a writer. Um, I wrote my first song when I was 11. And that's when I made up in my mind, like, oh, I'm going to be, I am a songwriter. I'm going to work at such and such, dot, dot, dot. And, you know, at that young age, you want or you expect your family to be your biggest supporters, to be your biggest cheerleaders. When I brought this up to my mama and my granny, y'all would think I just told them I wanted to be a stripper, like, you know, they, oh no, you did the die. You got to go to school, be a doctor, be a lawyer. And I'm like, I don't like, first of all, I don't even like hospitals. So why on earth would I set myself up for failure like that? You know, I feel like a lot of times people, well, parents, they put off what they think is their idea of success onto their kids. And I think, you know, it definitely goes by generations, but I don't, I, I don't, that's not fair, you know, because how you were brought up may not be how they're brought up. Like I noticed that with my little sisters who are, significantly much younger than I am I I don't expect them to do everything that I've done like I I tell them all the time I'm like look this is what I chose to do you don't have to do the same like um my little sister she just graduated high school and she's getting ready to go to college and she was nervous at first but I told her I'm like look you don't you don't I don't want you to feel forced that you have to go because college isn't for everyone and Look, I love I love school because I'm a big ass nerd, but you do not, you do not, you absolutely do not have to have a college degree to be successful, especially this day and age. Like you absolutely do not. Hell, you got okay, you have some people who um they have trades and then they have um Lord, y'all, I'm a tr- I'm going to try to say this word this word, this word correctly. But I get tongue twisted a lot, so don't judge me. But a apprenticeship training you know where hell you got people who are plumbers and i didn't know like plumbers can make like make like 90 dollars an hour because they set their own hours so i know a lot of times it may not be the certain job or career that's um that's fashionable you know or that's like cute but if it's if it's making you money and you have no problem with it go on about your business you know but I do feel like uh, people, you should definitely make sure it's it's your own business so you can pass it on down. Anyway, but um, but yeah, you don't, 
I don't I don't want them to feel like they have to do everything that I've done because I'm I'm the oldest. And my mom's like, look at her. I'm like, don't look at me. Okay, I carry my mistakes very well because I don't let nobody know I have any. That's something I'm working on. But I tell them all the time, look, I've I've definitely fucked up. Trust me, I have fucked up. Yeah, this stuff my mama don't even know because it's just, you know that's just me. But <laughs> you know, this is your own life to live. I just want you to be aware of your surroundings at all time. I want you to definitely be safe, no matter what. I definitely want you to be safe. But anyway, um, but yeah, I told them like I want to be a songwriter, and I started looking up um, songwriters that I admire. Um, the first two that pop into my head is Missy Elliott and Diane Warren. And what I love about them is I love how creative they are, how like free they are, especially Missy Ellen. You know, I've admired her because Missy always just stood out. I think her and Lauren Hill and Left Eye were like my favorite female rappers because they were just so unique and so different in their own in their own ways. And also um, Diane Warren, as a songwriter, she was so freaking dope because I love how she was able to go. Um, with diff like between different genres and write songs like she wrote for Aaliyah, excuse me, Monica Escape, um, Christina Aguilera, Gloria Estefan. And I'm like, oh, that's that's what I want to do, you know. Um, and also uh, Sean Garrett. But anyway, just my 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 family was so against that, you know. And at the time. Only person who really ever like supported it was my sister because I always kept like notebooks full of songs and I was always writing, always had how this song was gonna go and dot dot dot. And then when it came down for me going to school, I was looking at um schools that had that major and at the time we couldn't really afford it, you know. Like I really wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music. Ooh, but I I I honestly I just I couldn't afford it. But um yeah, but like they were like, no, you need to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I'm over here like, why would I be a doctor? I don't like hospitals for one. I don't like medicine. I, for one, I mean, I'm better now at talking to people. I can I can be a little bit friendly. I used to be much more polite than friendly. And trust me, there's a difference between the two. But um, what I'm saying is like, I had I, for a long time I did not talk. It's barely the family but really outside of family I didn't talk to anyone so y'all over here telling me I should be a, a doctor where I'm gonna have to talk to strangers every day and depending on what field I'm going in I'm gonna have to see some nasty shit like off their body like no no that's not gonna work that's setting me up for failure and why would I go to all that school and and be in all that that debt for what for, for a job I absolutely hate like that's what always just baffles me is people will go to school just to appease their family or or their friends or whatever social status that they have to please go to school for something they absolutely hate and and work this job and they wonder why they're dealing with depression or anxiety or they're losing weight or gaining too much weight or their skin breaking out like cuz their body is that stress because you over here working a job you hate doing and I always felt like I'm not about to do that. Like I told my mom, I don't care if I have to sleep in the studio to make music, I'll do it. You know, but you as a child, you want that support. You want your parents to be your biggest cheerleaders. And when they're when they're your biggest critics instead, you just sit there like, what the fuck? Like maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm not 
good enough to be a songwriter or whatever. And I tried to go down different av- career avenues. Like, it was other stuff I wanted to do, but I could never shake music. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it together. I'm going to do it. I don't care. Don't nobody support me. Well, my sister does. Um, my sisters do. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of times parents put their life on yours. And they expect what what happened in their life would happen in yours. Or I don't think people really understand, like, generation mindsets changes. Like, now, another thing my mom always says is, you can't tell an 80-year-old woman about life. Well, obviously I can't because she's 80. But our perspectives on life may be different. If that makes sense. Like if this 80 year old woman was like, I've been married to my husband for some odd years and you know, this is what you should do in your marriage. In that marriage, if your husband consistently cheated on you and had a bunch of outside kids, I don't want marriage advice from you. I don't because I'm going to ask you why you stayed. And, and in that in that time frame, in that generation, a lot of females had to stay because, you know, back then men were the breadwinners and you didn't really see a lot of unmarried women as much as you do now. Like I'm I'm twenty six and people still up here like, oh, when you getting married, when you having kids, when I'm ready to. Okay, when I am good and ready to and when I meet a dude worth my gene pool, that's when I'll have some damn kids. Okay. Until then stop asking me. And you know, a lot of even like with the black community I even noticed this with my mom. When I tell her about a black business, she's so quick to say, oh, is it legit? Like, why would it not be legit? I feel like a lot of times we think that we, a a lot of older black people equate success with white people. And it's not really their fault because in that time frame, that's all that they saw. But in this time and generation now, you're seeing people that look like you going out there doing their own thing. So you like, yo, let me get up and do my own thing and be a part of this movement. Yeah, some people who are like, oh, it's black-owned, it's not legit. Yes, it is legit. Why would it not be legit? I look like you. I can help you out a lot more than someone that doesn't, that's someone that thinks you're going to steal from them. You you know, so that's that's another, you know, example. But I, I don't think that um, they really take that time out to say, oh, and, and, and again, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just speaking on. On my experience, they don't take the time out to see like, damn, this is a different generation. You know, I can't put my life onto theirs. You know, the next thing I really want to talk about was trauma. Well, is trauma. Um, a lot of people go through things in life. And some people don't even know that like what they've been through is trauma until they get older. Hell, I know I didn't, you know, um. I didn't realize, so my mom had me when she was 16, and my my father, not around, grew up without him. Grew up with my mom, grandparents, and, and her family, her side of the family. I didn't realize the impact of that until I got older, you know, and, you know, especially when I really, I joined the Army. I was in the Army for four years, and I went to go talk to a therapist because, you know, and there's just some shit going on. I had to talk to somebody. And they're like, yeah, that can have an impact on you, you know. And even after my grandfather passed and we moved to Atlanta, we moved to, we moved to the West End. Okay. And I didn't realize the West End was the West End until we moved out of the West End. And I was like, oh, shit, damn, I went through that. Or even poverty. A lot of people don't know poverty is 
can have a really huge impact on you mentally, especially like for black kids. But with trauma, I feel like a lot of parents don't really apologize for it. And I know people are like, oh, that's your parent. What they got to apologize for? Because a lot of shit you go through, unfortunately, you you paying for it because it's from your parents. I don't, I'm not saying that to be harsh, but it's, it's true. Um, a lot of like, okay, I'm trying not to cry if I get a little sauce walking, forgive me. But so for instance, a lot of times in a black, black house, they say what goes on in this house stays in this house, right? So let's say you were touched or you were, um, raped by a family member or hell, a family friend. But this person was like, you know, um, a well-known member. Or, I mean, like a well-respected. That's why I would say a respected member. And they're like, oh, he would never do that. You lying. And, and, oh, God forbid if you a bad child, you know. And I don't even think of you like. Only time I think of a child as being, quote-unquote, bad is if we talk about, like, this child over here cutting up animals and wanting to kill people, old Ted Bundy type of child, then, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, that nigga, yeah, he bad as fuck. But if you're an active child, you're not bad. You're just playful. You're charismatic. You're very curious. You know, that's that's completely different. But if, if something like that happened to you and, no, and don't nobody believe you and you got to sit in that house with that type of pain, with that type of pain, that is going to have a, a, a long-lasting effect on you. You have to go get therapy for that. Like, you have to go talk to somebody outside of the church. Because what a lot of people don't like to admit is church people can be very, very judgmental. Which goes against what it says in the Bible. You know? If something like that happens to you and you don't get help for that, you got to sit there and keep it as a secret, don't nobody want to talk about in the family, yo, go, I don't care who you hurt, I don't care who, who ego gets gets destroyed, go talk to somebody, because that's not, that ain't no always stays in this house, like hell it do, I'm about to tell everybody, I'm telling everybody, I'm singing, like a damn fat lady. I don't give a darn nibbits. And then that person. And another thing is. Once again. Like going to wrap, wrap it back to respect. They're like. Oh you still have to respect this person. Because they're older than you. Because they're an adult. Who? Who? If you if you harm me in any way. Motherfucker. You better be glad you still over here breathing in this bitch. How about that? And it, just because they're, if you harmed a child, that child does not have to respect you because you're an adult. That's complete, utter bullshit. That really is. And that's how, And because I'm telling you, because I've, I've heard it. You know, I've heard people, like, they tell me stories on how they grew up and what happened to them. And they're like, yeah, I had to, this, this, that, and the third. I went through this, and I still had to respect that person because... I'm like, you shouldn't me. I tell my mom, like, look, I'm all right. That person sleep. I'm six. I'm taking some scissors or a knife from the kitchen. <laughs> your ass is sleeping. You did that to me? Hell no. You ain't staying in this damn house. Nope. They're going to carry your ass up out of here. But still, it's that's, that's another thing. Like, we don't, a lot of times parents don't apologize for that. And if they do, they wait till they're much older. And, and when a child is over here cutting up, shooting up people, and then you wonder why your child joins a gang. 
your child joins a gang because they feel like that gang is showing them more love and affection and attention than what they're getting at home. Think about it. You think about, excuse me, anyone who is receiving love, affection, attention from home, they're not going to go join a gang. People typically join gangs because they think that that's their family. Come on now. And that's when a lot of black parents have to be have to be, be held accountable for their own actions and say, I apologize. You know, and whatever the case, whatever the case was, say, I didn't mean for this, this, that, and the third to happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with admitting your fault and then work on building, hopefully building a relationship from that. Or you could just apologize and then I'm not saying y'all have to be best friends. Cause I don't. Maybe it's too much. Too much damage was done between for that relationship to thrive on from that. But you can at least say that 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 you respect each other based off of that. You know, like like my dad. I met my dad when I was thirteen, and I honestly I just wasn't. My granny um, set the whole thing up, and I'm over here looking at her like, why would you do that? Like, why didn't you not ask us, ask my sister and I if we were ready to meet him? Cause I honestly I I didn't want to. You know it was. And that whole ordeal, I had to lie to my mom about it. Because people are like, oh, if your mom finds out, she's going to be mad at you. And when I, because, I, you know, anybody who knows me know damn well, I can't lie too well. I can't. like I, I just can't. So when I told my mom, she was more upset at the fact that we lied to her. Not the fact that we met our father. Why? She said, I'm not going to be mad at that, mad at you all for that. And she went off. Like, her and my grandmother got into a really big argument. And all the other adults that told us to lie to her because... You know, you telling a child a lot of their mother for what? But I feel like with my with my father, he, he said he was sorry. He didn't say I apologize. And it's a difference between the two. And not only that, you know, is a bunch of lies afterwards. I I know when I'm being lied to. I think anyone know when they're being lied to. It's it's just a funny feeling you get. You know when that person full of shit. And I knew it, and I'm like, you don't have to lie. But what will ruin us if you think you about to this this door is it's not open and closed, you know? And I remember my mom asked me that. She's like, so you would, so you're saying your heart is closed off to your dad, but it, you'll leave it open for a man? Look now, first of all, <laughs> if he's not lying, if like I meet my husband and he not lying to me, it's no BS. You absolutely right. But I forgave my dad. And I don't speak to him. I don't. You know, but I, for, I forgave him. Whatever happened, I don't know the truth because he lied a lot. But whatever happened, happened. You know, I'm 26 now, so it happened 26 years ago. I, I can't keep harboring that in my heart. You know, I went. my mom went through a lot trying to raise us by herself. And I had to work out, like, issues with abandonment and I didn't realize it stemmed back to him and you know until I'm like oh shit or until someone asked me it was a at one point in time I did not want to fall in love and I did not want to have kids because it's another thing I had to tell my mom and I had to tell her you have you have to listen to really understand me when I tell you this but I did not want to fall in love and I did not want to have kids because I watched my mom in her relationships very closely. More though than I should have to be honest. But and this and I know sidebar, but 
another thing is parents, you have to be very mindful of what you allow your children to see or what children see because they can take what they see and that will depict like their entire life, their entire life choices. I did not want to fall in love and I did not want to have kids because I watched my mom be in relationships where they, they swore up and down that they loved her and they were in love with her. But I watched her be dogged out, mistreated and cheated on. And I watched her, they gave her babies and they walked away or they became a father when it was convenient for them. And I told myself, I am not signing up for that shit because I don't care what happens between you and I. If I carry your child, nigga, you can walk out, but make sure you take that your damn baby with you, okay? <laughs> You're not leaving me with no damn baby by myself. Hell no, I will I will fight you because that's, that's, that's a whole nother mental level like you know that that's that can be unbearable you know i know a lot of people are like oh no you're gonna buckle down and raise that kid no you're not about to walk away and be a dad whenever it's convenient for you we're not about to do that no you i don't care how you feel about me oh well eat it up and take care of this baby but i did not and i remember i had a friend who asked me that he was like is that the reason why you say you don't want to have kids or you know be in love and i'm like Damn, maybe that's it. So that made me like dig deeper into myself and you know, pray and meditate and even talk to people about it. And even like now I'm I'm more open to it, but with the right person. Like I've been in relationships before, but when something happened, I was ready to break it off or I did break it off only because I didn't feel like well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing, but I didn't feel like love should be a struggle or love should hurt so much. You know, I don't feel like that as a young woman, I should be sitting here allowing a man to mistreat me just to say that I have someone when I can really take this time to get to know myself. And when the right guy, you know, approaches me, we kumbaya from there, you know, but that's that's just me. That's how I looked at things. That's how I perceive things. But um, who another subtopic is communication and I know like I tell my mom all the time like mama you do not listen you do not listen what uh what do you miss auntie well I don't know if she would like to be called auntie but what Missy Yonla say you know you listen to to uh to understand not to argue and I feel like a lot of times that's what my mom does she if she feels like because she gets she gets so hyped quick <laughs> you know, she was so ready to argue. And I'm like, Mom, if you listen to me, I'm actually agreeing with you. You know, a lot of times I tell her, I'm like, you don't respect what I'm saying because of my age. And that's not that's not going to make me want to have a conversation with you because you're not listening to what I'm saying. You know, you can't be so quick to just to have a reply. If after I just told you something, cause you didn't, you you heard me, but you ain't listened to a word I just said, you know. And I feel like a lot of times black parents don't do that. And another thing is the name calling, you know. I ooh, oh my lord, I cannot stand when, like I've seen, you know, parents tell a child. You know, shut the fuck up, your stupid ass, your dumb ass. Like, and I'm over here like, motherfucker, you shut the fuck up. Like, you the dog, you supposed to have some damn patience. Like, who are you? He, he motherfucking three, okay? He is three, all right? 
Hell, you got him up past his damn nap time. He ain't take no damn nap. He probably got a boo-boo or something. You know, you over here telling his stupid ass shut up. He ain't stupid, motherfucker. You stupid, okay? He is three. He is three. Three years old. And that, like, that makes my skin boil. I'll be ready to fight, goddammit. Don't. He three, ho. Damn. Shoot. Telling him, or even... Like with Black China, when her mom was calling her, oh, you whore. Like, who wants to hear their own mother call them a whore? And that quote-unquote whore done made your lifestyle a lot better from what we've seen. You know, you got upset with her because she ain't buy you the car that you wanted, but she bought you a car. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that just blows my mind. And it's it's quite sad. It really is. I feel like... And I know a lot of people are like, oh, everybody's depressed these days and anxiety and this, this, that, and the third. I feel like, okay, so I feel like that is advertised a lot because, again, the pharmaceutical companies are making money off of it. But I feel like it's been an issue. It just hasn't been exposed or brought up as much as as recently over these last, you know, couple years. I feel like a lot of times back in the day, people were like, oh, well, the slaves went through what they went through. They ain't had no depression or anxiety. You really think on that damn boat they wasn't depressed or they wasn't anxious? Are you serious? They didn't have time to deal with it. They didn't have time to heal with it. So all of that was passed down. But now, even with all we're going through in a, in a, in America alone, you still... We still had the opportunities to take that time out to heal from shit, to to heal from everything. Like get that all out of your soul, okay? Get that out of out your spirit, so you can just be more calm and I think more driven in life. I have read um something on like what stress does to your body, and that woke me up because I won't front like. Um, last year I got out the army, it, life was a really, I had a really bad, like, reality check. I'm getting my shit together now, you know, but, um, yeah, it, I, I'm like, whew, okay, but I got this, you know, I'm gonna make my dreams and goals come true, y'all watch, but still, um, anyway, <laughs> back to the parents, I feel like the name calling, like, like, who wants to be called that? You know, or even be called, you know, a bitch. Or even, like, I've seen dudes, um, well, fathers call their sons, oh, you faggot. And it's just like, and I hate to use that word. And if I offend anyone, I do apologize. But it's like, okay, if your son, let's just say for argument's sake, he a nerd. Like, you know, he not all thugged out. You know, he he like reading books. He like playing chess. Okay, he wear glasses. That doesn't make him gay. Okay, if he wants to give you a hug that does not make him gay, that is your son. That's your own flesh and blood. Motherfucker, you need a hug. Okay, he the only one that want to hug your black ass. Let him hug you. Damn. Or even like, um, for like a lot of times, okay, with like black parent, black parenting, black moms, um, with their sons, they don't. They don't hold their sons accountable for their actions. And, like, you know, you watch Iyanla's Fix My Life. She's, she's told women before, like, you made your son your emotional husband. So when he get up and he go find his wife, y'all two don't get along because you feel like you're his wife when you're actually his mother. You know? And I've seen that so much. Like, men, they think they're men 
because they're grown, they reach a certain age when really all, all they are is grown boys because no one held them accountable for their actions. No one made them take that responsibility to say that I was wrong. I should not have done that. Or even like I think this, the situation between Black China and her mom is kind of, I don't want to say a common example of Black moms and their daughters, but I feel like that name calling, because I've, I've heard it, I've heard it like, oh, you bitch. And it's like, I don't care what the child has done. Like, I feel like you, it's just certain boundaries that should not be crossed. Like, I don't ever want my mom to call me the B word. I don't like that word. I don't care if you put bad in front of it. I don't, I don't care if you put, oh, I'm that bitch. I don't care. I just don't like that word. I don't refer to myself as that word. So why would I allow you to refer to me as that word? You know, it's it's just so, it's so degrading. It really is. And it, it's just really sad. I, I think that's all that I've got right now. Um, I got a couple more episodes I'm going to do, but I'm going to probably do those tomorrow. So my goal is to have at least one to two episodes put out every week. I'm getting ready to start grad school really soon. So once I have my class schedule set, I'm going to um, set my schedule of everything else. So I'm working on this podcast and then um, I'm also working on an online magazine. I'm uh, working on more than likely a YouTube channel. And then um, I'm working on, you know, building my own studio so I can put out my own music. And I'm working on a skincare line. So I'm I'm getting me together, <laughs> um, putting everything out there. And I want y'all to be on the, the lookout for it. I'll give y'all all an update on everything. But um, the next episode... You know, I might just go ahead and discuss this real quick. Well, so I'm going to talk about child support. I'm going to touch briefly on it here, and then we're going to further discuss it. And then I want to talk about, Lord, let me try to say this word correctly, uh, gentrification. <laughs> if I say it wrong, y'all, don't judge me because I told y'all I can't talk sometimes, okay? My tongue gets twisted. I'm going to talk about that, but I feel like I have to do a little bit more research on that, okay? And then... um. Real quick, what I do want to talk about is how shallow this damn generation is. Yes, I'm I'm putting us out there because I'm a part of it. So that whole Leela, um, Nicole Murphy, when she kissed her husband, and people like, oh, she gained this weight. Ladies, don't let yourself go into marriage. This is why he's going to cheat. Like, y'all sound so damn stupid. Y'all sound so damn stupid because somebody gained some damn weight. Y'all do know, like, you, you're, you, okay, unless you like a fit bit a fit buff or like a gym buff, you're not going to stay that same same size forever. Hell, they don't even stay that same size forever. You know? It. She, okay, this woman, had, I think she had two kids, and I didn't know. Apparently, she has lupus. Okay, that's a, a autoimmune disease. That's that's not no common flu. That's, that's not no cold. You can just take some damn Tylenol for it. Like, that's a disease, y'all. She had two kids. And I, I've just learned from watching my mom and my sister, like pregnancies are really hard, especially on like on a woman's body. Yo, you go through a lot of shit being damn pregnant. And then don't nobody. Okay, so uh, she got she gained some weight. Whoop de doo. I'm over here looking at the husband. Why you ain't like support and encourage your wife for her to be healthy? 
okay, if you want her to lose some weight, you, he could have, I, I mean, I don't know if they did have this conversation, but he could have been like, hey, babe, look, you got this going on. I want you to be around here for, for me and the boys. Like, I need, you know, we need to get you back healthy. Not to lose weight for her to be skinny, healthy. Okay, and who, and why are we seeing, like, Nicole Murphy or females that look like her as the standard how a wife should look like all the damn time? When half these niggas and females t- saying this type of shit, your mama don't look like that. Your mama look like two tons of fun with a, with a, with a cricket-ass wig. And you know who love her? Your damn daddy, okay? You don't hear him over here complaining this shit. He be rubbing them rolls and everything. So what the hell? Like, what's, what's really an issue here, okay? Why are you so damn shallow? Okay, who's this? Like, Nicole Murphy ain't that damn pretty. Like, y'all just see some light skin and light eyes and it's just like, whoop did he do Okay, yeah, I said it. I said it. Okay, that woman, Leela, like, god damn, people are here like, oh, you gain weight. That's the reason enough to cheat. Motherfucker, please. Y'all, look, do us all a favor. Don't get married, okay? Do not get married because y'all dumb as hell. Or if you get married, y'all, you marry a shallow person. Y'all be a match made in heaven. But don't get married. That is no damn reason for you to cheat. It's no excuse to cheat on somebody. There's no reason to cheat on somebody. Even like, quote unquote, revenge cheating. No, get your shit and you level up. Okay? Beyonce said it. The best revenge is your damn paper. When that motherfucker see you succeeding, doing better than him and her or whatever the case is, that's when they'll eat their damn actions. Like, damn, I cheated on her. Like, you see what I'm saying? But don't, don't. Don't do that dumb shit, okay? Like, stop. Anywho, I, you know, I don't even want to talk about child support no more. I'll just talk about that in the next episode. But yeah, y'all. Um, so when you listen to this, by all means, please, um, if you listen to it on Apple, uh, Spotify, I believe Google Play as well, just repost it. Um, let me know what you think. Thank you all for listening. Bye.